0: He's got a really loud voice.
1: Alright, hello and welcome to episode 3 of Breathing Room. Um, I'm your host, Rob Lovati, and I'm joined today by Abby the Spoon Lady and the Tater Boys. Really oh, excited! Hey. Uh, thanks for joining me today, y'all. Um, local legends of Asheville here today in the studio. <laughs> oh goodness! What do you call me? I called a, you a
2: legend, a tater boy. Oh, t-
1: imitator.
2: Okay, we'll so, let you get by this one time. <laughs> um
1: so i'm coming to you today from the asheville play studios in asheville north carolina a big shout out to them as well as matt dunn with av live for producing and making this whole stream possible today yeah um for anyone who's joining us for the first time this show is called the breathing room um this is our third episode i started this show um just a couple weeks ago here we had an episode with the local band chill tonic Um, shout out to taso dempsey and michael there Um, And then episode one was with Nate Robinson, who goes by the stage name Mad Robinson, and Kat Dolan, who's a poet from Boone and a local um, entrepreneur up there. Um, So really the intent of this show is to take some space for ourselves and kind of settle into the room, settle into each other here, and just talk about some of the things that have been going on in your lives, some of the things that are maybe backstories behind the music, that people may not quite know goes into the full picture of being a busker and playing in a band and just being an artist in general. Um, so just a quick plug on myself here. Um, again, my name is Rob Levati. Um The show is called The Breathing Room. You could check us out on Instagram at, at breathingroomshow. Um, and today I wanna to give a shameless plug before we get started on meditation. Um, it's something that I've done on and off over the past three or four years, and I've been in a pretty good stride lately where I've been doing it every day for 10 minutes a day. And it's something that has brought me a lot of peace and I think understanding when things seem to get really intense, you know. So um, with that, let's, let's take 10 seconds here to all just take take some breathing room. Let's take a moment of silence. You can close your eyes if you want. You don't have to. And we'll just get settled in and then uh, get ready to kick off the show. All right. How did that feel? Was that nice? I almost fell asleep.
2: (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you haven't had it in about three days. Yeah.
1: You guys can fall asleep quickly, huh?
2: Oh. At any place, at any time.
1: That's good. That's her, a skill.
3: When when the light switch goes, it, it's like on, off. There's like no in-between, no getting tired. It's right. either I'm awake or I'm not.
2: Right. And she gets like three and a half hours oh, of sleep every her. night, whether she needs <laughs> it or not, right? I mean,
3: yeah, I, I work a lot. I've never seen her work a when lot. she
2: wasn't upright. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So she's, I don't know if she sleeps or not, because she's up when I go to bed and she's up when I get up and up.
3: I, I just I, I just guess. work a lot. <laughs> it's
0: really fun when you just wake up and then she's like, "Do you know about X thing?" And then I'll be like, "No." Yeah, that's and then there's just an info lot. dump. Oh yeah, Every every little detail to said subject. I'll wake in up in like a three minute I'll, okay. span. I'll wake up at
3: like nice four breakfast. or five in the morning because the the house is quiet, right? And right. So it's not quiet the rest work. of the time. No. So then I can work a little bit, and I can get some stuff done. And then, so by the time they wake up, I'm like, "Hey, da da da, this advertiser, this is the tickets, da, 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 Email, blah blah blah.
2: You've already been up for yeah. three, four hours four at that point. Four cups of coffee later, right? But
3: yeah, I'm ar- I'm already good to go, ready <laughs> on stage two before yeah. they're even up.
1: We gotta wake up earlier, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man! So, do you think you guys could uh, real quick each of you introduce yourselves? Um, just give us a quick overview about your role in the band, and uh, maybe how long you've been playing your instrument, and what brought you to Asheville.
3: You start with toss. me, yeah.
1: coin toss. Oh, I don't want to start.
3: All right. Well, I'll start. I'm the that spoon lady. That means I'm gonna lady. have to follow Abby. Yes. Oh,
4: God, tough <laughs> <God. You laughs> act to follow.
3: I'm oh, the sp- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the spoon lady. And I do spoony stuff i I play the spoons, and I am a rhythmical genius. Don't <laughs> I play the spoons and I tell stories and stuff and And I came to Asheville. I was riding trains and traveling and stuff like that, and I had spent some time in Nashville and uh tourism kind of took over nashville
4: right, right and
3: and eventually i ended up floating this way because i had been in and out of asheville for a while but um it seemed like a good place to go i had a lot of friends here they were already settled um asheville's full of a lot of ex-travelers so that kind of makes it nice
2: right yeah my story's a um It's a little different. Um, I've been playing bass for... uh, My name's Tub Martin. They they call me Tub now. I'll explain why in a few seconds. But uh, last year in February, I got stung. A hive of bees fell on me while I was working and uh, almost killed me. There's 113 stings that they know of. Oh, my gosh. And so... um, uh, I couldn't work. I was uh, My body had shut down, and I called a very good friend of mine because I really didn't have a whole lot of resources. And, right. um, he said, well, why don't you go to Asheville, man? You go up there and play guitar on the street. I said, where am I going to stay? He said, well, you can stay in the street, too. I said, well, uh, let me think about it. And uh, Three days later, after the landlord kicked me out, I uh, thought, Asheville, yeah. uh, you know, street music, right? And that's what I did. I grabbed my guitar and landed in Asheville. I'm... By the grace of God, I met Abby on the second day I was here. Wow. And uh, she had asked me if um, I would had ever played tub bass, and I actually had played tub bass um, in a, sh- a couple of shows many, many years ago. And So she said, come on, let's go to the hardware store. And we built one. I've been playing tub with her ever since. And uh, it's an amazing turnaround for the old tub, I'll tell you that. Right. But and man. I
1: know we've, we've talked about the tub a little bit, and I know you've almost gotten to a point where you –
2: prefer playing it listen let me explain something to you. i I prefer the thing that pays and uh uh, i've made more money with that tub this summer than i ever did with an upright and that's (laughs) and that's not necessarily true but in terms of of how it all turned out it's been amazing uh but yeah i'm a tub man now i I could never be the best upright player in the world but i think i could be in the top 10 on the tub (laughs) he's being modest he's at least in the top three uh, <laughs> oh, you heard it here,
0: that's right. <laughs>
3: there you go. Uh,
0: well, my name's Dusty Whitus, um, been playing the banjo for about five years, kind of. Started out in four string, I was faking it, I played guitar since I was a kid, probably about three and a half years of actually playing the banjo like a banjo, and, um, I've been playing street music a long time, um, before I got on the road, but really became my bread and butter when I got on the road, um, and uh, I was on and off riding freight trains for five years or so, and then um, I had a little uh, fiasco with the law that uh, oh. it s- oh.
2: spurred me to to get off the road Nobody for a said little bit. Anything to me about you having trouble with the law, boy? Oh. Oh, well, you've said
0: a lot to me about your troubles with the law, Shh. ramen master over
2: there. Do you don't have to tell everything you know,
0: son. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you um, don't do necessitate getting off the air, so. getting off the road for a little bit and I've been through Asheville before. Um and I like it. And it's uh seems like me. And uh you know, I do pretty well busking here. So I came through here and uh
1: linked up with Abby and, yeah. and it's been great. <laughs> That's incredible. So how long have you been
2: linked up with Abby now?
3: Oh six
0: months? Sixth yeah,
3: we've been six. doing this Five in months? spring, I guess. Okay. Not June. Since about Because I got here
2: in June, and it almost started immediately after I got here. Wow. And i never busked before. I've been a musician all my life, traveled all over the world playing uh, one form or another. But I've also had to supplement that with my carpentry work. Um but this is the first job where I was the worst and still am probably the world's worst busker and uh Abby <laughs> gave me my first ten dollar tip and I'm horrible because I don't sing I've been playing guitar for I'm a good guitar <laughs> player but I never sang and it was horrible and uh I, I just sing the same song over and over again <laughs> and um uh, but it's uh, I've gotten a little better I have three songs now maybe a few more than three but he to play a pros. lot of different songs now. I know, but <laughs> Dusty, I saw him the first day, and I saw him busking. I was like, I can't do that. And then I yeah. saw Abby, and I didn't really get to see her because there were too many people around her. <laughs> um, and it's been an amazing thing to go from uh, uh, playing the guitar and then playing as this group, as the Tater Boys playing with her. It's been a, is one of my favorite and experiences I've ever had playing music, and I've done it a lot. So
3: You know, but there's, there's something special about street performance that I feel— I mean, you can have some intimate shows where you're on stage, but it's different when you're on the street. Uh, you know, we have characters that come in and out of our set, for example.
2: Right. Sharon. Jean. <laughs> Yeah, these are they, and these are guys that are fixtures in downtown Asheville, right? Yeah, that, folks uh, that live down there become a part of our show when they're there, and it's uh, it, it's not only but it's, people think it's the highlight of their day, but it's really the highlight of ours because they're a hoot, <laughs> right? Yeah.
3: yeah, it's a lot of fun, and just seeing the reactions of people too, you know, um, you know, there's there's something that's really special. Um, especially after a performer has been there for a while because there's this you know who whichever performer that is because there's this like feeling of safety that kind of starts hovering around them you know because now you're walking by and it's like hey how's it going everybody kind of knows everybody right. by their first name you know they know the vendors on the corner they know the folks that are passing by you know you're a familiar face and you know there's something kind of sweet about that and too and there's a
2: it's community is yeah. what it is and it uh, has all streams from Stern to steerage, you know. There's, uh, guys on the bench that'll probably be there tonight after we leave. That sit and watch us, and and uh, you know, we'll we'll, you know, they're like sidewalk barkers. They'll say, "Oh, to drum up business for us." It's amazing that they would do that, but they do. It's uh, funny.
4: Yeah, we give
2: them money so they address. can tip us sometimes.
3: Yeah, that's happened a few times. <laughs> and there's been be a few times where I've hey, gone down there. Bucks? Yeah, well, I've gone down there to go street performing and then end up giving out all the money that I make or more than the money I make a few times. But, you know, for me, it's about going down there and spending time with folks and putting a good foot forward and setting a good example, too, you know. Uh, Asheville sets a pretty good example for other cities uh, as far as street performance goes. A lot of cities... It's illegal, and it's becoming illegal in a lot more cities as right. time goes on. so it's it's becoming it's kind of a sad, frustrating thing for the migratory street performer
1: sure thing. and I think in this in the same regard, um, you each set a really good precedent for a street performer in Nashville. I think when I've seen you guys really doing your thing, that's what people should shoot for when they're playing on the streets streets of asheville is having a couple hundred people standing around (laughs) dancing um it's something i've seen you do and it's something that has to feel really feel really nice when you can create that environment and create this space that's just on a street corner somewhere well
3: hey thank you brenda for sending us a little a little tip there Um, thank you brenda (laughs) thanks thanks everybody Who's tuning in on the YouTube here? I really YouTuber. appreciate everybody hanging out with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining. Um, but,
3: but I think I think for the most part, like downtown, you know, when when you're out there street performing, cities a lot of time. They get frustrated with street performance because they don't understand it. And so city after city starts making laws that overregulate street performance and crushes the street performance scene. Um, like, for example, they'll be like, oh, well, what if people are drinking on the sidewalk while they're playing music? Right. And my answer is... Don't don't you have laws against drinking on the sidewalk? Stop them for drinking <laughs> right. on the sidewalk. Right. What's the, what? What does that have to do with street performance? You know, and then they're like, oh well, what if people are littering? Well, then tell them not to litter. Yeah. Isn't that a law? It, you don't make driving illegal just because sometimes people drive drunk. That seems a little, little, little crazy there. Aggressive, yeah, yeah. Right. right. And then you have another situation where um, a lot of cities want to look at a way, street performance is a way to curate free music for their city instead of using it as a way to create community. And so, like, you have situations like in Austin, Texas. Thank you, Brother David. Um, you have situations like like Austin, Texas, where they are literally scheduling people to be in, in public space. Um, you know, and at that point, you're not... You're not busking. You're being booked in public space. Right. You know, you're not busking anymore. You know. And so that's another form of over-regulation at that point. You only really win when it's about community, when it's about getting other people out there to share those experiences and pass things on. And, and that's how you get that ever-flowing street performance scene. Everything so in else your is opinion, booking.
1: has Asheville gotten it right?
3: Right now, they've got it right except for a few things. Uh, We still have a 1920s infrastructure, and while we have more and more feet coming onto the sidewalk, for some reason our sidewalks aren't growing. Right. So while our performers are in the exact same spots they were 10 years ago, their crowds are now three, four, five times as big and in the street now.
2: Right. There's only two places we can actually busk in Asheville. Maybe more, there's probably more than that, but there are two that we know for a fact yeah, for that we the, can, for this group. Because if a crowd, our crowd that we come in, even at one of those spots, we have to constantly remind people to get out of the road because they're so enamored with the spoons. It happens.
3: Well, I, I mean, there are several, several bands who gather Sure, almost certainly. It's not really just large us. Crowds. It's, right. it's very um, difficult. And, yeah, it makes it really, really hard because you end up with all sorts of traffic problems. And not only that, we're not the only people out there. Um, you know, people in wheelchairs, uh, you know, they need the crosscuts on the sidewalk. And we need to be able to share right. that space. And it's harder and harder to do that when there isn't that space to be had to begin with.
1: No, that's a good point. It's essentially like an impromptu festival where, depending on the corner that you go to, you might be able to catch... Abby, you might be able to catch Taso or someone else performing. And, yeah, I've seen it downtown a couple times where you just really have to be mindful of how big those crowds can get. And people will risk getting hit by a car to see the Spoon Lady. That's something
2: that we learned, I guess.
3: Yeah, we Tub tells them to get out of the street. All,
2: wait, all the time because they'll come by Wall Street and I'll say, you know, things like uh, – uh, y'all need to get out of the road because somebody got hit last week and we had to stop playing and everything. You know? <laughs> um, so we appreciate. We, we, we it, lost you... four last week. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's you know, and the crazy thing about it is, is that when you do get around watching street performers, whether it be us or uh, the snare drum lady or you know any of the other great acts that are on the street, you just you, you it's like a kid running toward, with a ball going into the street. Sometimes they're just they're not paying attention. It's Right. Crazy.
3: Thank you, Kay Billington
2: yeah thanks Kay. thank you
3: i need to bring my, my bells out just for ding for, ding ding oh that'd be great
2: <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear the bells ring
3: yeah um for for those of you who are watching over the youtube who haven't seen a street performing i do i have a collection of bells i put at my feet and when somebody tips us or donates i end up hitting the bells a bunch of times um
2: we love the bells. I it's I it's the a, bells a bit too. fun.
0: And only you can make the bells ring.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's my favorite. I, I know y'all get tired of hearing me say that. Oh, but. I don't get tired of hearing so me you say that. So I have a huge bell collection. <laughs> you can say that and between I mean, every she, song. She's got probably a hundred different types of bells. Oh, here's one right here. Bells. She never goes home without at least one bell in her pocketbook. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. I don't know. You're the bell of the ball. <laughs> oh God.
3: More bells
1: More
2: bells They're just Every type of bell That's ever been made Which is uh, Which kind of cool
1: Yeah But yeah I
3: have tons of bells at home
1: Oh that's a cool one right there
3: I collect them um, All the time
2: It's like Christmas At Abby's every day Because <laughs> there's just packages <laughs> <laughs> I would like for
1: that To be my alarm in the morning No, no You can you record
4: wouldn't. it <laughs>
3: Come
2: on, Tub. So we do round one. Tub and Abby. <laughs> we do this all the time. I'm taking Abby. I'm taking yeah, Abby. She's so mean. Y'all, loves her. I just read. Yeah. She did this video, and, and I said, "Well, I'll read the comments. Don't worry." And I was, I, you know, kind of help her because she's so busy. She's got us, in, and so I got there was seven thousand comments. And then when I got through the 7,000, I looked, and then it was 11,000. So I've got 4,000 more comments to read that just said, oh, I love her. She's the best. Blah, 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 blah. Are you
1: referring to the <laughs> So What I Don't Have Teeth video? Right
2: now, so no, so, no. <laughs> it's just so much. Ma- the love for Abby is absolutely it, it, It's wonderful, and it, and it overflows onto the Tater Boys, and we don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm just telling you that now.
1: I think you deserve you, it. You
3: You do deserve it.
2: Let's not talk about. I, d- me I do think what you I do deserve. deserve it. I've already. Yeah, <laughs> I'm real. Not, yeah, I'm not. praying for justice. I'm praying for mercy over here. Right, right, right. Everything's good. Let's not. Yeah, but. Uh, so, which video were you talking about, Tub? The the um the um. So what if I don't have any teeth? Right. And um, it has been uh, just, and this is just face doing them so that I can, if they have questions or those kind of things, I can relay them to her. Uh, and uh, it's it's amazing. And then you'll get a re- a reply. It has one hundred twenty-three replies to it under that. Wow. that You've got to read again, and there's no way that one person could possibly do that. And that's um, a
1: full-time job.
2: It is. It's been. It's and, it, and it's a great fun though, because I'll be honest with you, it's uh, people sharing their stories, man. You know, it's uh, they're doing their storytelling from the other end and how they've been impacted either by her spoons or by her story or uh, just like we have, you know, right? Um, in a more direct sense, uh, she's directed us in in ways that. Uh, I I I can't, I couldn't imagine but I've seen it in front of me the numbers and uh how many people she's touched and it's really cool. What has the response
1: been like for you specifically to that video Abby? Um the response has been the response
3: has been pretty pretty huge. Hey hold on just thank you Otto. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nice.
3: <laughs> and and thank,
1: Only you. Can make the thank bells you. Brenda.
2: <laughs> Love you Brenda.
3: But, um, the response has been really, really intense, actually, it's been really, really intense. Um the video itself was really hard to make i I had a lot of time just sitting there in front of the camera, stuttering and stuttering right. and stuttering and stuttering and i don't I don't really know how much how to explain it except for it's just an outpouring of. All sorts of different stories and thoughts and and um, and it it just kind of further puts into focus my need and other folks's need to have you know somebody like them that they can relate to, right. you know to feel not alone, and and that's that's what I really really got from it. You know, it made me feel not alone. You know, times four hundred thousand and it, it was pretty intense.
1: Well, that's got to be an incredible feeling, because I think you shared some things in that video that are pretty tough to say, um, maybe even to one person, let alone to stand on your platform and share those feelings with as many people as you did. So big ups to you for doing that. I think that's a huge step forward. Um, I've watched the video a couple times now, and I really like the message that you have in there, um, and I think it ties in nicely with message that I've been trying to live by myself, which is really just try to let go of judgment. um, Something that I think we all experience in some way, and it doesn't often serve us well. Um, Sometimes it may be the initial feeling that we have when we see somebody or we hear somebody's music is we instantly go to a place of judgment. And um, I've been trying to combat against that actively when I notice it happening in myself, you know, and I think when you pay attention to it, that's when you can really shift it and start to come at it more from a place of awareness and appreciation yeah you know good so we we talked about busking a little bit in asheville um i wanted to go back to that and ask just generally of the group what has it been like busking in this city specifically for you maybe some other cities that you've played in um what has this particular busking scene done for you and what what do you think about the growth that the busking scene has been experiencing here um, definitely getting a lot of recognition. Um, I see people out far more often than I ever have. So what what are your thoughts on that and, again, what the scene has kind of done for you here?
2: Uh, before the two experienced Busters speak, the only reason I ended up in Asheville is somebody told me about Asheville being a place to go where you could play music on the street. Right. And uh, uh, I'd heard about it before, you know, in through the channels I'd played in arenas and mostly honky-tonk bars and chicken wire, kind of honky-tonks down all over. And um, so the fact that I could play on the street was amazing. Uh, and it doesn't matter how talented you are. I'm living proof that you can, if you're a musician and you want to put your stuff out there, and that and, uh, you can do it. But uh, I was glad it was here. But it's the only experience I have is what I've had this year with Abby, and it's been, I don't know if that would be the... Uh, the, the bar for everybody doing it cuz it's been really good for me.
1: That's great. How about you, Dusty? Um
0: well, I was afraid to come to Asheville uh the first time because I um I'd been to New Orleans and I was doing all right there. Uh that's where I stopped faking it on the banjo. I was like playing it like a guitar kind of playing it right. like a um, plectrum style jazz banjo, which is what everybody does there and uh and I just gotten a five-string banjo and so I would like I would try to wait for the spot, the busking spot and practice, you know, five-string stuff right while waiting to play the spot later that night and uh and then I realized I was making more money than I was faking it on the t- playing it like a guitar almost um, immediately or yeah, yeah. Um so that's where I kind of like started with the five-string banjo um but I think it was to my advantage that in New Orleans there's not a lot of people who play the banjo that way, right? Um, and so I'd heard about how great busking was in Asheville, but I'm like, I can't go play old time there because that's an old time town. Um, but I got here and it was wonderful, and and uh, um, I really like that it's a smaller city with a that that values its art scene, and um, yeah, I just have a good time. It's a great place to be.
1: Yeah. Did you feel welcomed by the Asheville community when you first got here?
0: Yeah, yeah, immediately. It was it was it was wonderful. I mean, um just yeah, the 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 busking scene is just wonderful. There's some really great people in it and uh you know, they they welcomed me with open arms and it was it was
1: great. No, it's incredible. And uh yeah. and then how did you um get to meeting Abby?
0: Oh, that was in DC. Uh years uh like years prior to me playing in New Orleans really. No, 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 that was after. But uh uh I was still playing it like a um I was doing like a one man band thing, strumming the banjo with a with a suitcase bass drum and a hi nice. hat. And nice. uh um I was busking on, on I'd have th- paid a dollar to sing <laughs> that. I was pretty I was like I was like the, the D C version of Yes ma'am. Uh <laughs> we'll just call
2: you no ma'am
0: yes sir <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, Abby and uh the fly by night rounders, her band at the time walked by, and i I squealed, and uh <laughs> I was like, it's Abby the spoon lady, and she did this like dramatic turnaround, like who me, and her band was like, yeah, she does that all the time, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's when we met, um and uh. But I got to know her better here in Asheville. Um and uh Yeah, yeah, that's that's that.
1: Do you have anything We're you want cool. to say
0: about that? I don't know what to say about that.
1: No, that was um, all helpful. Okay. I <laughs> Appreciate it. Did you have anything to add there, Abby?
3: Oh, I'm not so sure. I think I think Asheville just I don't know. I like street performing in other cities too, I guess. Uh There are certain cities that I wish would care more about street performance than they do, so I'm going to go kick some people in the shin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good place to get them.
3: So, I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to do what I can to go and try to talk to other performers about street performance and how they can put their own kind of group together in their own cities and try to talk to a bunch of other cities as much as possible. And... Uh, try to get some some folks to, you know, change their mind about street performance in some areas a little bit. So
1: Absolutely. Um, would, would your thought almost be to start a busking collective in each of these cities and try to build the same foundation not that has been built to. in Asheville?
4: Yeah. Not for me
3: to. Are you to, just going go to go and save the busking world? To attempt to try to give other people the tools to, right. as much as I possibly people can. People
2: think Abby's the president of the Asheville Buskers Collective, but she's not.
1: She's just the brain she's trust. She's just a spoon lady. Yeah. <laughs> I would have assumed that, Abby, that you were the
2: president, but.
3: (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure if there's trouble. That's
2: who they call. No, but when there's (laughs) there's trouble on the street. Right. You can see the spoon thing go out like Batman. (laughs) Goodness. Goodness gracious.
1: So, Abby, something we were talking about a little bit earlier that I was hoping you could share with us um, were maybe what some of your experiences were like growing up, back when I know there was a time where you were hitchhiking and even um, hopping freight trains. Is that something that you'd feel open to talking about a little bit and how that's impacted your philosophy and your life now?
3: Um, I think it opened my eyes a little bit to, you know, how... How different everybody's circumstances really, really is. Hey, thanks, Joseph Roberts, for becoming a new member. But um, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of on their own path, doing their own thing. Thank you, Carolyn Harmon and Kim. I didn't forget you either. Thank you. But um, for the most part, traveling kind of opened my eyes to. America just looks really different from the sidewalk up. I mean, too, it's, like, immensely different. Right. And, and, you know, you watch a lot of news and things like that, and the news generalistically talks about homeless people as if they are less than us. They are the other. And nobody... Is really digging deep as to like why the things, why things are the way they are. They're just kind of kicking the dust on the superficial and calling it dirty, right? And I, it's it's just it's just really really f- frustrating, you know. Um, like for example, I I was at a storytelling night. I was telling the story about. How there was a tent city in Nashville, Tennessee, and there was a big flood. I think it was 2010, and the flood of 100 years. Wow. And it took out tent city. And in that tent city, they had a mayor, they had guards that, you know, you weren't allowed to be in there if you're doing anything bad or anything like that. They had rules and the law and the right. whole nine yards. There were people there putting themselves through nursing school. Going to college, people working full time jobs, some of them working full time job and a part time job. You know, and you, you say these things to people and I when I said the nursing school part, there was a gasp from from the audience, and it's like these are things that people are going through every day. There are literally thousands of students homeless in their car right now.
1: Yep. Right.
3: Right now. Students. In actual. We're not we're not talking about, about old guys that don't want to work and just want to get drunk on the corner we're talking about students we're talking about economic refugees
0: right that's the right way to put it.
3: it it is it is really frustrating to watch you know the the opinion of what social mainstream media is and all this other stuff and then and then know the reality. Or like even like you talk about the um, the medicines that homeless folks are given. You know, they're trying out all the new stuff on the homeless folks. Here, try this new pill. We got, you know, these people are giving us a donation. Maybe you'll like it. You're not even really talking to a doctor. It's just, hey, let's try this out on you. Let's try this out on you. Cause I get a little snap back. Thanks, Kim.
1: So yeah, at that point you essentially become part of the trial. That's yeah, that's shocking.
3: And it's frustrating, you yeah. know, because you sit there and watch, and they're playing games with these folks' mind. When I first started traveling, they were giving a lot of, of folks who were suffering from m- mental illness, um,
4: who were suffering from mental illness, this thing called. And, and like, a depressant on top of that,
3: so they'd be running up and down, then they'd be taking and falling asleep, and running up and down, then falling asleep. And it's, you know, it's medical world, trying out new stuff on the homeless population. It's scary.
1: That is very scary. You
3: know, when you watch these things, I mean, and what can I do? I'm a spoon lady, you know? But now I have an audience... So what I'm going to do is try to tell other people they need to be talking to their council folks. They need to be showing up to more meetings. They need to be saying saying and talking about the things that mean the most to them because if you just kind of let the folks that are sitting in the high tower make all the decisions for you, you can't be complaining to begin with. Right. You got to go and show up and say you don't like it when you're a good neighbor— And I mean, your good neighbor, whether or not he's got a house or whether or not he's sleeping in an alley next to you, is on a whole bunch of pills that he shouldn't be on because a whole bunch of people want to get rich for no reason.
1: Yeah, I feel your your frustration and agree with you that that's something that needs to be voiced. Um what are some other things that you feel that we can do to help directly Abby? What are some ways that we can get involved? Are there any organizations that you're familiar with or have worked with in Asheville or elsewhere? Um just kind of curious what what some things are we can do to get involved in that space there.
3: Um first first off um every every government, city government is going to have lists of of the public meetings that you can attend. You know, so my first suggestion is, you know, maybe even put it on your calendar or your phone to remind you once a week to just take a look at those agendas just in case there's something that pertains to you that you care about. Right. And if perhaps... You know, perhaps you're free at that time and you can go and stand and say your piece. That's step one is actually finding out what's going on and what's changing in your area. Um, Another thing is you have to take a look around, too, and take a look around at the things that you love about where you're at. You have to make sure you take the steps to keep those things that you love where you're at. Right. And protect them. Right. Yeah. So like, if you like little art galleries, buy your Christmas presents at a little art gallery and make sure that money stays there. You know, right now in, in Nashville, Tennessee, you got to go three, four five blocks away from the drag in Nashville to find anything that's not made in China. Right. You know, I, I would be so sad if that happened to Asheville. And, you know, and those kind of things, having healthy art scenes, having, uh, you know, a a city where people are showing up to meetings, having a city where people are conscious of where their money is going, having a city where people are able to stop and say hi to their neighbors, no matter where their house is, is really, really important. You know, it's about creating that community and which again goes back to street performance why i love street performance so much it doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter how young you are doesn't matter whether you're showing up in your mercedes or whether or not you're crawling out of the bush it's okay you go make some money you go and play your music you go and share your art form with anybody and you know maybe the next guy up the street's gonna think it's cool and you're gonna make your
1: new friend yeah that's a great way to put it and I could uh definitely almost feel that experience. What are some of the maybe unspoken rules or laws of busking in Asheville that most people wouldn't know go on behind the scenes? Is there anything that comes to mind?
2: Um well there's a 2-hour limit for 2-hour limit for all the uh, okay. uh busking spots and so and there since there is no regu- we regulate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh which means it's real funny it's some sort of uh anomaly of the universe that no matter when you walk up to a busker he just started um, <laughs> which is okay that depends you, on the you, you busker, do regulate right? and you regulate yourself uh, that's one thing is we do two hour blocks um, we try not to stand on top of each other there's a what's the distance 40 feet 40 feet between each busker okay yeah, but great. if you stick your foot out you know
0: you can encroach on that last half a foot
1: I'm not touching you I'm not that's touching bad you that's a joke don't do that if you're
0: planning to busk <laughs> Don't be that person.
2: Please.
3: <laughs> goodness, goodness. <laughs> you know, and the, the thing is, you know, one thing that I hope the folks get out of, like, watching us play is, is having a good time. I mean, down, you know, all the other stuff aside, we're there to have a good time. Absolutely. And play some music, share some stuff. The
2: music on the street t- level, you you get the experience, like, you can't do on a stage. <laughs> Uh, where they're three feet away from you, uh, at times what I love is when we're playing and they want to have a conversation. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of in the middle of something, yeah. man. But Abby has to take <laughs> pictures <laughs> and yeah. everything else in the middle of the spoons, but she does it graciously and remembers it uh, uh, and helps us remember that that's the reason we're out there. Right. To, to give, I forget that sometimes. Get off
1: my base. What are you doing? <laughs> Sometimes people enjoy it a little too much, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but... yeah.
3: Well, it is it is tough some days, um, for for folks who go downtown performing as, as their full time job, you know, it, it then it is what it is, you know, that's what you're doing for work. Every now and then you're gonna have a bad day at work. Yeah. It, we're all human. Right. <laughs> and if you work expect sucks. anything
2: I different, know. you're in trouble. So but yeah
3: so
1: true are there any resources that you feel are missing for buskers in this town um
3: I don't I don't necessarily think that there are necessarily resources for buskers in specific you know except for say sidewalk space say um, having bigger spaces to play music and things like that I think the biggest thing is affordable housing. There's nowhere right. for Forestry performers to live. There's nothing affordable anywhere at all. Yeah, unless. There's like a 1% vacancy rate. Right. In Asheville.
2: And a 0% affordability rate. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> I lived in a doorway the first month I was here. Because there was no place I, I, out there busking, and if it hadn't been for Abby swooping me up, I, that's where I would still be. Maybe because even I'm, I'm not even so sure working as much as we have, where I would have been able to. i, I still couldn't afford to have gotten a place. So yeah, um, yeah so uh, my options are, you know, which doorway today?
1: What What was that experience like for you? The first month of being here, was it scary? Um, it was
2: pretty. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a young man, uh, and uh, never expected to find myself on the sidewalk. It was very scary. The one thing that kept it from being so scary were the the guys that were with me sharing the doorway. Right. They had already been there a while, and they knew. And, you know, uh, uh, I was very lucky. uh, I don't know if I was lucky or not. Had some people that helped me, you know, looked after my stuff while I was working, you know, busking during the day. Um, It's really neat, the community that's out there. uh, But, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I'm not doing it right but i'm also very glad that i got the experience of being able to do it of of, of having to do it um and knowing they, you can do it yeah well you know it's, at that point uh you're either going to do it or you're not but i didn't right. have a choice right you know um it, it's uh, I, I never expected to be in that position ever, and uh, it changed the way that I look at people today. There's no doubt about it. Sure, thing. Um, sure, but thing. it's uh, yeah. The Asheville it, and there's a lot of resources in Asheville. You can eat there if you're homeless, if you're willing to take a walk or a bus ride. Right, uh, a lot of good folks handing out watermelon. The watermelon lady Jan. I don't even know Jan's last name. I wish I did. Um, I've known of Abby Stealth around downtown occasionally stuffing money in people's shoes and leaving jackets and you know and and to be honest with you all the other stuff's great the meetings and all that stuff but I'd really I think that if uh, you know uh, you can go downtown and and just you know treat somebody like they're human for about five minutes is about as good as a you know a five dollar bill
0: yeah I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought it back to that because I wanted to yep. make that point as well as is just even if you can't help people with material resources just acknowledging them and looking at them as a person is unfortunately uh you know not necessarily a common experience when you're out on the streets and right. uh, it can mean a lot and and you know develop it like you were talking about earlier just being aware of your thoughts um, so that you can modify them like it, you can you can cultivate that empathy and that's um, I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, that's got to be hard when you're already in a tough living situation and then on top of that you're getting judged by um, some or most of the people that walk past you—that can't be a good feeling. And I,
2: you know, I, the crazy thing about it is—is is there are some mental health issues on uh, that, and those people just really don't. You know, those need more love than the, than, the, and they're the hardest to love. Sure. Um. Uh. But we make a point. Um, it's not so much we make a point they come running when we're in town. We get a we get a wide variety of folks coming to see us because they feel safe around us, and we let them, you know, and the funny thing is is our crowds have never have made them feel good too, and I think that's very important That's part of that community is bringing the, the tourists to let them know these are, you know, residents here just like anybody else is, you know, showing the love. Um, so. Well, that's what I love about watching you guys play is you
1: just have this Nostalgic feel to you, and it's hard to feel bad while you guys are playing.
2: <laughs> well, I'm playing a tub, so yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, we can... tater boy. <laughs> Where did the name come from? Oh
0: God, we had this idea for what should have been a great name: uh, Abby the Spoon Lady and Mashed Taters. Ooh. We ain't even gravy. Nice, nice. <laughs> but Mashed Taters actually isn't such a great name because when you're on stage or you're playing out on the street and people are going who are you we go this is abby the spoon lady and we're mashed taters and you really have to like it just doesn't you can't it doesn't roll off the tone it, it doesn't the no. consonants uh aren't all there it's just kind of you know people are like oh uh mashed potatoes or something and you know you can't really
2: hear it so we, we changed actually, it to tater boys and abby did it because one day we were getting ready to do some actual finally put a flyer out or something i forget what it was and she said the mashed potato boys like that and looked at me, and
0: I we said, weren't even the mashed potato. And boys, no, and yeah. then she goes,
2: "How about tater boys?" I said, "You got it," and that's what we've been ever since. So not a lot of thought went into. We it, still uh, ain't. To be with it. <laughs> <laughs> still like it.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> so would you guys like to play a tune for us?
3: Um,
2: is sure. It a good time to do that. I just happen to have a tub with me. Oh, how convenient! That's never see. without
0: my banjo. Much hey, to the chagrin of my bandmates. He's a
3: tub in the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> probably not too portable. Oh, go,
2: See how good
3: I've oh, yeah. Yeah, to hold your tongue on that one.
2: Yes, I do. I had two really good things
0: to say. How many things we got tonight? has got one um, in the back pocket. You
1: guys can do one or two now if you want. You can do it back to back. Oh,
0: did you want to do another one
1: later? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I was just, cool. uh... What do we plan?
0: What did we plan? What was that over? We don't know. Let's do, uh, Crod Incense.
1: Slash Froggy. Shout out again to Matt Dunn with AV Live. <clears throat> Making it happen.
0: <laughs> this is a favorite tune of mine. It's, uh, one of the most ubiquitous American folk melodies out there, and I use several sets of God. lyrics. I called you ubiquitous. <laughs> well,
5: you get a line and I get a pole, honey. You get a line and I get a fall, baby. You get a line and I get a pole, we'll go down and draw that old honey, baby, mine. Well, Frogman, Courtney, he did right on with cord and he didn't ride, uh-huh, frog with and did he didn't ride, sword and pistol by his side.
1: Was incredible thank you so much for sharing guys what was the name of that tune again
0: it's called the crawdad song or froggy You a court or mama don't Low. Or, or how many or, biscuits can you eat this morning or, this morning
3: 49 and a this morning
0: a <laughs>
3: this evening right now yeah.
0: <laughs> where does that tune come from the melody is southern american i think it's african-american origin origin the uh the bulk of the lyrics I use are actually from a piece of political satire from the 1500s in England, um, but kind of Americanized. Uh, but the chorus, you know, you get a line on right. the pole. That has always been, as far as I know, sung to that melody. And um, yeah, the melody of of that that English piece from the 1500s is uh, not the same. I, I looked it up. and What it's gave really you the idea wacky. to pull that in? Um, that, that's... Um, that's often sung to that tune okay. in, in America It's um, it just somehow those tunes or that those that set of lyrics just became adapted to an American melody at some point i don't right. know when but there's just so many good sets of lyrics to that song and i tried to pull a little bit from all of them and i failed cuz after i after i you know came up with all these this huge arrangement um, i found all these other great tunes with the, m- songs with the same melody and
1: I just couldn't fit them in <laughs>
3: Goodness.
1: <laughs> Goodness. Can't fit them all. Can't fit them all. Can't fit them all. So, Abby, in your uh, your most recent video, you give a little bit of an overview of how you started playing the spoons involving uh, Paula Dean's restaurant, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: oh, yeah. I wonder if she's going to send me an email or not. I think not.
1: she's going to. I think she will. Well. Wow. I was wondering if you want to go into that at all, just your process in getting started, um, how long ago that was, and how you were sure in the moment that this is what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, how did you make that distinction early on?
3: I started playing spoons because I was hungry. Right. I was hungry. I had no idea that all this stuff was coming with it. Right. No, but f- for real, I yeah, I had no idea. You know, I, when I started playing spoons, I was um, I was just looking to get by, you know. Right. Looking back on all that is 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 kind of awkward, you know. I I don't know. I've been in Asheville, North Carolina, going on six years now. Okay um i was floating in and out of nashville tennessee for a handful of years
1: i don't even (laughs) (laughs) a number some number of years
3: it's all very hazy you know because i I was floating in and out i'd uh, leave town for a little bit come back to nashville when i felt broke you know and um you know cuz again it's it's not legal to go street performing everywhere and and in some cities it's um it's you know you go street performing even though it's not legal right you know Ooh, tell <laughs> but me. uh you know but if look if, for if, us on live if TV, i couldn't go <laughs> yeah but if i couldn't go street performing then that means that i was stuck doing something like flying a cardboard sign or something like that and i didn't like to have to do those kinds of things. You know, and, and I would go and I would wait in, you know, for jobs and this and that and then nobody ever you don't make anything doing those day labor jobs. Right. Not enough to even get you in a hotel room. To the for next a night. day. Yeah, barely. Right. You can't even get in a hotel room and a meal for a night. Right. Off of one day's work. So it it's you know, it kind of became a necessity for me to just kind of figure out my own path and become my own my own boss and right. kind of just figure it out. And at one point, my, my dad, he, he said, you know, Abby, I, I think you're unemployable. Oh, man. And I was like, yes, yes, I am. We are. You are <laughs> completely correct. Page. Yeah, we can quit arguing about this now. We can move on.
0: I'm unemployable, this too. Is this great. is the only job I've ever had I'm good at.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's good. Once you recognize that, you can.
3: We can move on now. Things are better. Just not worry
1: about being employed. Yeah. Employ yourself. Employ yourself.
3: We can move on now. Yeah. <laughs> Life is good. You know, but I don't know. Street performance ended up becoming kinda like my second love. You know, I learned to play spoons and then and then with street performance it became this this really, really awesome thing, you know, like people watching, um, kind of yeah. learning I love the science of it, figuring out what were the things that people reacted to, the funny faces, you know, I like giving people funny faces, or like when I brought in the bells, and that was like a whole new Petri dish of awesomeness here I could (laughs) mess with, right? You know, messing with kids with the bells, teasing folks, you know, and, and it's a lot of fun, and none of it, none of it was on purpose,
2: what, you didn't sit down when you were six and go, you know what's going to happen when I grow up? I want to be a spoon. How are you going to play the spoons?
3: It's going to be all sparkles.
2: Be star, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'm I'm well, not. see, yours came true. <laughs> oh, oh no.
3: When I was growing up, I thought playing the spoons would be nothing but sparkles. I want to be a rock sparkles star. I a little too <laughs>
2: close <laughs> to it for comfort. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what has what that felt like um, traveling around town or even outside of town being recognized? Oh, by it's people. hilarious. What was that? Is that something that happens to you
2: routinely? All the time. And and, uh, um, and I can see it coming. We, we went the other day to, uh, there was a, a, a hobby type store. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dusty had gone in to get, Dusty likes to sew. Uh, mm-hmm. And it. Uh, I'm serious, he does. Uh, and uh, so Abby was in the bus and she said, you know, I think I'll just go in here just for a minute. And uh, see, I said, okay, I'm not going in there because I knew what was going to happen. And she walked in, and about three seconds later, she comes back out and says, they're after me, they're after me. <laughs> we've every, And I don't think it's ha- not happened at every time we've ever gone out to eat and stuff. And I stay with Abby. We work together almost all the time, every day. And uh, I, I don't know exactly how she does it. She can't get to the bathroom. We go to right. the restaurant. We go, uh, there were people spotted her in the middle of the beach in Myrtle Beach at midnight. Abby, the spoon lady, Uh, and it's just—it's got to be real difficult, you know. And there's some people I think strive for what Abby has, but she's one truly. The and I've heard her say it many times. Boy, I wish it hadn't happened. You know, uh, there's a—it's a double-edged sword because with all that platform that she has now to do these great things with. There's a lot of baggage that comes along with that too. That you. Oh, so I'm hard. sure. I'm sure. Well, I,
3: I feel like it's a weight. It's it's more of a weight. Like uh, I feel like now I have a responsibility to do something
2: with 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 this. With <laughs> that. good luck. But it's true, but you've already done something with it. And the beautiful thing is, Abby doesn't see Abby like. Apparently the other 450,000 subscribers, right? Right. (laughs) You know, if we can only see ourselves as others do, but you know, and it's, uh, I've seen old ladies break down and cry meeting Abby. Like it was, you know, the only thing I can relate to is I had an aunt that met the Pope one time. (laughs) And, uh, but literally this lady traveled from Michigan to see us and we were in Flat Rock. Wow. Um, there were people from Florida that had driven all that way just to see her. And uh, uh, it really puts things in perspective, but it makes us very humble because, I mean, we just have to be careful because they'll kill us. They don't care about us at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, you be sure you're good to the Abbey girl. You don't have right. to worry. We're just tater boys. It'll be all right. We're just we ain't even gravy. But she's something special, and, um, you know, the fact that— <laughs> When I came into Asheville, I had no idea. I was homeless, living on the street when Abby you know, said, do you want to make a tub base? And I, I didn't even know who she was. I'd never heard of Abby. And somebody handed me the phone the next day when she came by and said, you want to go for a ride? I said, yes, I do. Please, take me with you. And, uh, uh, so
1: luckily someone filled you in? Yeah. Well, you know,
2: I hadn't been in Asheville for a day. Right. But everybody kept talking about Abby. And I was like, and there was a magazine article that just came out. And somebody gave me that, and I read it, and I was like, wow, man, that'd be great if I could just, you know, maybe busk with her a little bit. And next thing I know, we were busking full time. And uh, she saved my life. There's no, yeah, that's the truth of the matter. Because uh, uh, I'm a pretty smart guy, and I've been working all my life, but I was, I'm was, i not built for the sidewalks, not at 60 years old. And uh, there's a lot of folks that are a lot worse off than I am that are out there. And I knew that I could if I had to, but thank God goodness that i don't have to today and the main the only reason is because i it. simple as that in my fabulous tub play yeah yeah that's that's, is that's definitely a part of it
1: <laughs> it sounds like you really manifested that one yeah yeah you kind of reached out to the universe and said look i need something
2: i no, actually i see here's the thing i think people sometimes forget i didn't reach out for anything i i, I was so I was to the point. I just had to stop long enough for somebody to approach me with it right. I, I, till my resources were gone. I was going to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Mine were gone. There was nothing left. And that's when I think you have to let go of all the preconceived notions and all the stuff that you thought all your life about what you needed to do to take care of yourself. Yeah, um, And I just let it go and uh, slept on the sidewalk for a couple of days. over right. Yeah, and uh, but I met Dusty on the street, and uh, funny thing is, is, I'm I'm hating it, right? Dusty loves it. I'm not saying that he lives <laughs> on the street. I'm not telling Dusty's story, but he's made it a lot easier for me because all of a sudden I I made the decision to make a decision that that's how the way I want to live. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Oh, you're homeless? Yeah, but I decided to do it. Me and well, me and the mortgage company. <laughs> right, right. So uh but it's it's a wonderful thing. We we, we went on a trip and, and, and we camped out Super and uh fun. uh I mean we did urban camping, man. We we uh yeah, I, we had a blast. It was enthusiasm. a great experience, but I, it'll be something something I'll never forget, you know. And uh it's, it comes strictly from the worst day of my life. Mm-hmm. Brought me to Asheville. So I, I have to keep that in perspective when things are going on and they don't seem to be, you know, fitting right in. We talk about it all the time. I say, oh, my diamonds are so heavy. Right. You know, my life is pretty good, guys. <laughs> if, you, if you want to do a life check, go downtown for about 10 minutes and walk around. Yeah. And so, um, um, but, yeah, it's been a wonderful experience.
1: So you said you're, the worst day you've had in your
2: life is what brought I, you to Asheville. Well, is that well, something you think of about them, often? Uh, uh got stung by 130, almost died, right. you know, um, And at that point, couldn't work anymore. And that's all I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. So um, it's amazing. We're getting ready. I'm getting a tattoo made with a swarm of bees on my arms. That's kind of terrifying. (laughs) I mean, when I met Abby, I was covered and just pelted with Mm -hmm. bee stings. And uh, that's taken care of itself while I've been here, too, physically. But I I was, my kidney shut down. It was was bad. Next time you see him,
0: he's going to look like one of those. People who can just, like, it's covered in bees, but they, they don't sting them. Except it's just going to be a tattoo. <laughs>
2: well, here's the bad thing. is Bodysuit. <laughs> There's no Body place in Nashville you can't go that's not uphill. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how good the cameras are, but I'm not a little fella, all right? My legs are about this long. I weigh 250 pounds. Everything's uphill. And they I go, let's take a walk. please, God, not a walk no walk and of course dusty he's like a pedicab dude from minnesota rode a Mm -hmm. bicycle from washington dc oh it got rough once i hit marion and they go you want to go for a walk and i go you know really rough once i hit marion but he does you know and and so but the good thing is i've lost some weight we we're getting exercise it's all great you're getting your steps in yeah boy but it's uh and we spend a lot of time together, and we've not killed each other yet. It's been really kind of amazing. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. It's That's coming. why we're a three-piece instead of a five-piece now. That's what you have to get. Don't say anything about that.
3: Dusty's hair is too nice.
2: <laughs> That's right.
3: He has the best hair.
2: <laughs> oh, Thank you. You,
0: you have just, great hair I'm too. I'm just pointing when out. You, when you like have your hair down. You I'm have like, the best hair. <sighs> she
3: has great hair. You have the best hair. Though.
1: I appreciate it. I grew it myself. I have the best hair, I think.
0: <laughs> you got the best face hair. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm not getting into this conversation. <laughs> i there you go, just about it one time. You're distinguished. That's me. Goodness. Distinguished, okay. <laughs> I've been extinguished before. So somewhere I've seen the conversation
1: go at each point in one of these episodes is we we talk about just the experiences of things like mental health and addiction or just some of the things that this is a total curveball. I really pulled this one out of nowhere. Um, We're sitting here having a good time and I'm like, here's a real life question. Um, So just curious if you could share at all, maybe some of your experiences with mental health um, opportunities and addiction in your own life, either from your own personal experiences or from growing up. Um, something I haven't gotten too deep into is just the experience of growing up where in, a, in a household where there were, um, was an alcoholic. That's something that definitely impacted my life and impacted uh, me not drinking until I was 21. Um, just really kind of stayed away from that lifestyle for a while. And it's something that I'm always mindful of now, knowing that that's in my family, right? Um, do you guys have any experiences like that or anything that's helped, like, dramatically shift your perspective on certain things when it comes to mental health or substance?
2: They're both looking <laughs> at me. Um, it must be a fountain of wisdom. Yeah, I, you know, um, my family was ate up with it, you know, but we didn't know. We were, you know, we went to church on Sunday and we drank the other six days a week. And, right. You know. It was very, very, uh, there was the most natural thing in the world to drink, and I was started drinking when I was 10. Uh, but I've been sober now to be, if I make it until March of this year coming up, I'll have 29 years without a drink. Uh, I'm no good at it. Um, I tell people all the time I'm allergic to alcohol, I'll break out in handcuffs when I drink. And uh, yep. that's what happens, I, I'm yeah. no good at it. And uh, uh, there would be periods of time, so I've got a lot of distance between me and my last drink. Um, And I don't want to go into a whole lot about it except to tell you that uh, I live my life in such a way today to where I I don't want to put myself in a position to where I would have to take a drink or where I would make myself think that it would be a good idea. And being homeless on the street uh, and not drinking was a good thing for me right um and a good friend of mine said i've been homeless drunk i've been homeless sober i'll take homeless sober any day and so um uh, for me one of the reasons i like this band and i'm not going to tell anybody else's story or anything else uh is the fact that it's not an issue here I, which is not it's not an issue for me anymore Your drinking doesn't bother me my drinking bothers me right um but being in a situation where that is not a, a factor uh, because I've played a lot of bands in my life, and it's always been a factor. Right, it normally um, is, and usually it's right when we get to a pinnacle point where we're about to make something happen, and somebody gets drunk or, you know, uh, ODs or something happens, and and it, it, that's always the catalyst as a substance. But it's mental health, is the very base of it. Right. Um, but it's very nice not to have to even... And the funny thing is we're on the street every day, so we deal with a lot of people that are drinking, uh, which is a good thing for me. I need to see a wet drunk every once in a while to remind me of what I am Yeah. and what I could be if I just reached out and took one drink. I, and I'm not saying one drink would do it, but I know enough about it that if I let myself get away with one time, I would probably be drunk by Friday. Um, so it's a, it's a freedom, but it's a, a choice that I have to give myself. People say, oh, I don't have a choice. I can't drink anymore. I'm an alcoholic. No, you got a choice. Uh, I give myself permission to drink every day. I just have to think at food and say it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot of fellowships and things that I've experienced that I won't go into here either. Uh, uh, This is not the format for it. Um, It's funny now, in a lot of those fellowships, there used to be things talking about in press, radio, and Mm -hmm. films. Now there's the Internet, and there's podcasts, and there's other things that we that anonymity is very important for only one reason and that's so that we can remain the same and that if you work a sort of program and something happens and you fall short which is does happen uh you don't give the that fellowship or whatever it is a bad name so uh, i'm definitely not a representative of that i'm just telling you that i've not had to drink in, in in a long time and i thank god so um it's been good these two are pretty good yeah, well... she's She likes the iced tea, though, I'll just say. Sweet tea or iced sweet tea? Nods, sweet iced tea. Yep. Sweet tea. That's good stuff.
3: <laughs> I do. I this do. is an
2: intervention, Abby. I guess you wonder why we brought you here. <laughs> is... I'll
1: go first with my letter.
2: There yeah, right. I love you, Abby. You're okay. No, Abby, when you it. drink
1: sweet tea... <laughs> yes. I watch a lot of intervention. I'm kind of ashamed about it, but...
3: Well, I, I really, really think that we've got a lot of cool stuff going on for us in the future here. We have um, a lot of stuff booked up in the spring. We're going to be posting some show dates here coming up the next couple couple of weeks or so. Very cool. Um, and we we list our stuff uh, on Facebook, Bands in Town, Songkick. Um, you can find Google search pretty easy. Um I am packing up my trailer here in Asheville. I'm going to be living full time in the school bus pretty quick. And that's going to be fun.
1: It's a great bus.
3: Thanks. I have no idea how to do this, though. But I'm going to figure it out.
0: You know. You have to get rid of some of the quilts. No.
3: I don't have to get rid of quilts. Okay. I tried. No. (laughs) You no, have a I, lot of quilts I, I do have to get rid of quilts she
0: runs definitely. a quilt rescue <laughs> i've
3: been i've been i pick up quilts from the goodwill bins yep. on a consistent basis and i know eventually i can't i can't shove them all in the bus
2: they also make a great backdrop for all our videos <laughs> that's I a good do. They do make a pretty good one <laughs> but
3: i need like 365 more of them if i'm gonna upload and somebody day. said
2: last night and i thought this was very observant they said oh the blanket works great because of the sound it helps you know, just like what you have in here. Right. Yeah. I don't really think about that, but I thought giving Abby way too much credit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it does. It does help a little bit with the sound, but um, for the most part, I just really, really like busy, busy, cool stuff. Busy, I have busy, a cool large... Stuff. I have a lot of vintage, vintage clothes. I have a lot of of... Aprons. I have a thousand aprons. Pocket oh my books. gosh. And that's not an exaggeration. Baskets. I do I have Caronan baskets.
2: <sighs> fingernail things. There's a magic Millions box that like of folds fingernail out things it's
0: like this big but then it gets this big. It's, it's like a magic box. Stuff. it's It's embroidery stuff. Box. Oh man, right now, right now coming fresh off the road, I have more clothes than I've owned in literally years yeah. because she lets me throw them in the corner. I have, like, three extra outfits.
1: Oh, nice. It's wild. <laughs>
2: really expanding the wardrobe.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but I don't wear them except I on know, stage. <laughs> <but>
2: <laughs> we got them in the shoes, man. Yeah. It's important. These are the things that matter. Actually, you know what? The truth is, what the, the, this stuff that we've been going through, uh, uh, it's funny because I'm i am the oldest so, I'm, I'm 20 years older than Abby, 30 years older than him, and I've been around a while, you know, and, and I've seen a lot of stuff, and they've just brought me into this whole new world. Number one, they're both really in tune with the music that we're playing. They know the history. They know, uh-huh. which makes it really great, because uh, I came into it, I've listened to it all my life, but I've never really thought about it didn't really care that much, but uh, I do now, so, um, but these two are historians. I mean pick that but <laughs> so if you want to know about old time music either one of these two can uh <laughs> do you have a
1: fun fact you can drop for us right now oh Watch fun that. fact doesn't leaving it wide open for you oh that's so wide open do you have a fun fact
0: do i have a fun fact
3: i have a fun fact um uh, one of the songs that we posted on youtube for example ojo clark is about a l- Real somebody who was real and living in history at one point, and a lot of the songs really are kind of um, like that, you know. Well, folks would use them as news songs too. You know, we talk about songs like a uh, Railroad Bill. Folks would like pass along song to song to tell a news story at some points, and to pass along um, ideas and things. Um, other other good good examples of that be. Um, A lot of those old murder ballads and stuff are floating around. Um, You know, so a a lot of the songs that we're playing are just kind of, you know, bits and pieces of American history. And a lot of them have kind of shady, gray histories to them, the songs do. You know, because they'll take bits and pieces of this song over here or this song over here. And then after a while, it'll get this melody from over here. And so what our version of the song in America is could be totally different than the same song, different version in another part of the world. And to me, all that's like super fascinating.
0: Yeah, I got a fun fact. I just discovered this fiddle player from Iowa Um, and I'm from Wisconsin. So it's like northern folk music is interesting to me, but it's not as well preserved as southern folk music. Uh, And so I was really excited to find this. Old fiddle player who was discovered I don't know within the last ten years um, in at a Minnesota fiddle contest, but he was a fourth generation fiddle player and accordion player, and uh, he was his name's Dwight Lamb if you want to look him up and he was playing um, he he was playing these tunes that were passed down in his family uh, that were they originated in Denmark but they'd gone fully extinct in in Denmark and they were living you know, you know intact in in Iowa wow um, and so that stuff was exciting to me. Kind of goes off easy,
1: yeah. That's really interesting.
3: That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a good example.
1: No, it is a good example, and you just see the different ways that music gets preserved whether it's through family, um, through lineage, or through a community. Um, and all these different pieces kind of come together and create some of the pieces that we're most familiar with and, and listen to,
3: right? Right,
1: yeah. Um so, I th- I'm not sure how we're doing on time, but um, I, I would love if you guys could play another piece. Is that something we could do? We're better at playing than we are being looked at. I guess well, so. Well, I like mixing it up. You're pretty good at talking. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, i got nothing to say.
1: <laughs> but you just say it anyway. So spit it out.
0: Yeah. So this tune is called, Uh, it's got a few different titles. First, first uh called Chicken Reel, which is, it, it's, this is sort of like a hokey tune that was originated to sort of like fit this idea of what folk music was, but then people took it and ran with it in Wisconsin. It's called The Woodchopper's Jig. Uh, one of my favorite banjo players, Doc Boggs from Virginia, uh, called it My Old Horse Died. He's put words to it, and so kind of do a little bit of both. And it very much fits with Tubbs' comment about uh, you know, choosing to be homeless, well, me and the mortgage man.
1: Abby the Spoon Lady and the Tater Boys. Crushing it. That was great, guys. Thanks Thank so much. much. I really like the uh, roll that you had at the end there. Oh, thanks. That was nice. <laughs> that was really smooth. Thanks Did a lot. I
2: roll? Nobody told me. Nobody's I'm giving me a roll? Some
1: <laughs> Roll all night roll. and every day. I'm pretty hungry. I'm
2: hungry, too. Yeah, me too.
1: So what well, can hey, you tell me about that tune? Oh, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's, it's a fun one. Um, I really I really like different takes on it. Um, so, like, up in, yeah, as I, as I said earlier, up in, up in Wisconsin, they call it the Woodchipper's Jig, and it was passed around in lumberjack camps, and I don't know where it originated, but I know it's, it wasn't, it was, like, written as a commercial piece to kind of emulate what folk music was, but then it was picked up all over. And uh, Doc Boggs, um, one of my favorite banjo players from Norton, Southwest Virginia, um, I really like him because he's one of the preeminent uh uh three finger old time pickers. Uh, okay. Which is he was he played the style that um or a style that preceded the evolution of bluegrass and a lot of times that's forgotten, so I really like that. And uh Yeah, yeah.
1: That's neat. I like <laughs> how you seem to be the encyclopedia of, of mean, the music that you guys play. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> just a big old music nerd. <laughs> so Cool. Thank you. Well, any uh, any saved ammo or anything that you'd like to shout out, Abby? Uh, um, or just give us a read into what's coming up, where you guys are heading next.
3: I've got a Patreon.
1: She's got a Patreon. Check that out.
3: And a YouTuber. A YouTuber. And We're on the YouTuber. And,
0: and Check
1: me on the YouTuber.
3: And there's a Tater Boys Facebook and a Spoon Lady Facebook and a Spoon Lady fan group and we got shows coming up uh, okay we're at and well lots of different spots our next our next shows are the bright box theater in winchester virginia our our yeah i do i think our first two shows are sold out we have a third one that we're about to to list so um
2: that'll be new year's day okay new year's eve very cool new year's day and then we'll probably do one january 2nd up there also Okay. I Excellent. thought that was
0: January 1st earlier in the day.
2: I don't know.
1: We'll have to, to consult, January consult the shows. calendar. Cool. Two January 1st shows. Yep, yep. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining me again today, guys. This was episode three of Breathing Room. Um, I'm your host, Rob Levati. Um, before we wrap today, just want to thank Abby the Spoon Lady and the Tater Boys again for joining. Um, want to shout out Asheville Play Studios. Um, as well as Matt Dunn and AV Live. And Abby, I just got something for you here real quick. Um, This is a bottle of Riverbend CBD. I have some coming in for you guys as well. didn't come in in the mail yet, but this is something that I use on a daily basis. Um, Helps me a lot with sleep, anxiety. Um, It's great for pain as well. So something just to share with you and thank you for joining today. Um, Hope you get to try it (laughs) let me know what you think. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on, really guys. it. All right. Until next time. We're out of here.
2: Don't be a tater hater. Don't forget to
0: breathe.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't forget to breathe. I'm supposed to say that, huh? <laughs> Just cut it in there. <laughs>